All right, we're back. Another episode of No Pump Fakes is here. And today we have Chase Hughes, all right, NBC Sports Washington with us here today. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we have uh, uh, a St. Louis guy uh, and, and a mod here who's a, a, a big fan of Bradley Bill. And usually I ask the, the first question to get things started. But mod, do you have any uh, questions along the lines of, of a young uh, Bradley Bill for Chase? Uh, well, not really a Bradley Bill question, more of a Washington Wizards question. Like, okay. We know they traded Russell Westbrook and they added more depth for Bradley Bill. So my question is, what should be their goals for this year and also next year? Because me and Theus always talk about, Chase, like the worst possible position to be, you're not a top four seed or competing to be a top four seed and you're like a, a play-in team. So what should, be, what should the Washington Wizards' goals be? Yeah, that middle ground can be tough in the NBA. Uh, but first of all, it's not just Bradley Beal now. They also got Jordan Goodwin, who's from St. Mm -hmm. Louis, went to St. Louis University. And yep. uh, Bradley Beal's actually known him since he was like 12 or 13 years old when he was coming up through the AAU ranks. So it's uh, two uh, St. Louis guys on the team now, and they're both playing really well. Um, as far as the goals, I think the, the way the Wizards see it is obviously they've committed towards like moving forward rather than looking backwards and trying to tank. Um, so I think the, what they hope is that they'll make the playoffs this year and sort of take a step forward from where they were last year, which was missing the postseason altogether and set themselves up to maybe it's at the deadline or maybe it's uh, in the summer to make a, a big trade or make a move that then levels them up from there. So I think they're trying to kind of take it one step at a time. And yeah, they want to go on a deep playoff run, but I don't think they have maybe the tools to do that right now. But even if they made the playoffs, it would be a step forward. What would you say their ceiling is for this season? Uh, well, or, as or potential ceiling, I say. Yeah, I think as of right now, probably make the playoffs and and maybe win a series. Um, I, I would have to note that the Eastern Conference is uh, better than it's been in a long time. I mean, last year it required a winning record just to make the play-in tournament. When uh, two years before that, in the bubble, the Wizards were the 10th seed. It was before the play-in tournament as currently constituted was put in place. They were the 10th seed in the East. And they were 20 games under 500. So it's come a long way in just a couple of years. And that was a 72-game season, by the way. So like over an 82-game season, they might have been like 25 games under 500. So um, it's definitely a tough conference. Um, so I think if they were, you know, if they won like 45 games, 46 games, I think that would probably represent uh, sort of a best-case scenario as uh, they are currently constructed. But um, again, that would be a pretty big step forward for them. Now, Bradley Bill is, is just scoring like 22 points per game this year, shooting 45% for the field, about 35% for the, the three-point line. He's averaging six assists so far this season. Are you a little concerned that his scoring is taking a, a little dip, or are you more happy because that means he has better teammates around him? I think overall so far he's he's had a good year. I mean, his scoring average is not what it was two years ago, three years ago when he was averaging 30 points a game, but – the efficiency's up a little bit, uh, especially from last year. Um, you know, he's shooting uh, better from the field than he has in in, in years, and his three-point percentage is up. He's shooting well from the line, um, and he's also playing good defense. Like yeah. that's not something he's been known for for uh, known for for a long time. But um, he's drawn rave reviews from West Huntsell yeah. Jr. this year for his defense on the perimeter. Now, the big problem with Bradley Beal so far has been his turnovers. <laughs> Uh, he's yeah. had a lot of turnovers. He had seven the other night. 
Uh, last night he had uh, five turnovers in the first half. He didn't have a turnover in the second half. So, you know, credit to him there, but um, they've tried to kind of run a lot of the, more of the offense through him since DeLon Wright got hurt. He's their backup point guard. And Bradley Beal, you know, admittedly has had a lot of trouble protecting the ball. Yeah, he's shooting 51% for the field, not 45. My, my bad. Um, but you talked about him having a little trouble with turnovers and, and kind of protecting the ball. I feel like that's a missing piece for the Washington Wizards. They probably need to go out and get like a playmaking type of point guard that can assist Bradley Beal. Because like I said, his assists are up, but you want Bradley Beal more so scoring the ball, not necessarily passing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's as far as their point guard position, uh, obviously they'll hope to get DeLon Wright back healthy, but I think they'll also hope that Monte Morris just plays better moving forward. You know, they acquired him and they traded Contavious Caldwell-Pope to get him uh, to be their starting point guard. And, you know, West Huntsville Jr. has got the history with him going back to their Denver days. And Monte Morris just hasn't, he hasn't, really played as well this year that he did last year in Denver. So I think they they tend to be a pretty patient team. Like once they get to the trade deadline, they'll make a bunch of moves, but it's, it's kind of pretty common for them under Tommy Shepard to let things play out over a pretty long course of time. So I would imagine that they'll see how things go with Monte Morris for a while and also continue to rely on Jordan Goodwin. He's been really good for them. He's been uh, probably the surprise of the season so far for them because he's an undrafted guy on a two-way contract. And all of a sudden, you know, even when Monte Morris was healthy, he missed their last game with an ankle injury. Um, Morris has been on the bench in the fourth quarter. They've been riding with the guy, uh, Jordan Goodwin, who's on a two-way contract. And could you too, uh, talk about uh, Bradley Bill's overall impact on the district as a whole? I see. I think I saw um, over the weekend he did um, – I think um, some, I want to say he was, or either he was at some Thanksgiving drive, I believe, and just in general, right? Like obviously he's been there um, for a great amount of years and to now see um, him still be able to stay with one team and everything like that. What would you say his overall impact is, has been on the community as a whole down there? I mean, it's like hard to overstate, to be honest. Um, uh, you know, he played with John Wall. John Wall won the Community Assist Award and, and John's had a tremendous impact on DC, but then it was like, I think the next year, the year after that, that Bradley Beal won the Community Assist Award, which is, of course, uh, an NBA-sanctioned um, award for someone who who has the biggest impact in the community. Um, and he didn't slow down after that. I think he won it in, like, 2018, um, and he's had a lot of uh, initiatives since. Um, this past offseason, he paid to refurbish a court uh, in Northeast D.C. near Howard University at uh, Banneker Recreation Center. Um, and this particular event was a Thanksgiving meal giveaway where um, he, along with a bunch of players from the Wizards and the Mystics and other teams uh, under Monumental Basketball, uh, they gave out Thanksgiving meals. They gave out um, clothes. They gave out, uh, you know, household items and also giant gift cards, you know, grocery store gift cards. So um, it, it was it was definitely a great event. It's the second year that they've done that. Um, but what really struck me about it is what Bradley Beal said about uh, why they wanted to do that event in that specific location. It was only a few blocks away from the Wizards practice facility, which um, yeah, I'm sure most people, even in the D.C. area, don't realize exactly where it is. But it's in uh, Ward 8 in Southeast D.C. in Congress Heights in, you know, one of the most underserved parts of, of D.C. And, um, you know, Bradley Beal said that it meant a lot to him to give back to that community because they have their headquarters now in their those people's backyard. And he was like, we got to show our face. We got to be out in the community. We got to help these people. And he he's he said a lot of really interesting things. And you could tell he's put a lot of thought into what he would like to see that area become long term, because now that the practice facility is there, there's going to be a lot of growth around it. And he's made a point to say that the people who live around the facility 
need to get the jobs that are created by uh, all the development that is set to happen that has already happened um, because he, he doesn't want he wants to make sure that these people aren't pushed out of their neighborhoods that they've lived in uh, for generations. That's not surprising at all, considering where he's from, you know, UCD, St. Louis, Missouri. It's the same similar situation uh, where I'm from. So it doesn't really surprise me at all. Shout out to Brad for being a real one. Um, I have another question for you, Chase. Kyle Kuzma. I want to ask you, has he found his NBA home with the Washington Wizards? I think so for now, but he got knocked out of his contract after this that's, year. So that's we'll why see. I ask. Yeah. He, I mean, he's only so, making like 13 million. Uh, he has a player option, 13 million next year. He's definitely going to opt out of his contract. So that's why I want to know, like, do you think Kyle Kuzma is going to potentially be there with the Washington Wizards long term? Or do you think it's just kind of like, OK, he's playing well now to kind of boost his trade stock um, that you guys may get rid of him? Well, the price is going to go up for sure. I mean, he's averaging like 19 points a game this year, and it's been a little bit inconsistent, but it's basically been a carryover from last year where from the second half of the season, he was putting up all-star numbers. So if he keeps this up, I would imagine his annual uh, salary is going to double from where it is now. I mean, 13 million, I think I could easily see him making 25 plus. And, you know, as far as whether his future is here, it's going to be difficult because the Wizards now have a super max contract on the books with Bradley Beal. They've also got Chris Porzingis. Um, you'd probably have to go into the luxury tax to re-sign Kuzma uh, it, it the price that I think he's going to command. Um, but I will say, you know, the, the Wizards, um, their franchise hasn't been necessarily the most successful team in the standings over the years, but they they bat 1,000 when they try to keep their own guys. Like, like all, you could not really, you could really not name a player that has left them in free agency. And sometimes you could argue to their detriment, right? Like John Wall, uh, they signed him to a Supermax deal. Yeah. He ended up getting hurt. It didn't work out. They signed Otto Porter to a max deal. That didn't work out. They signed Davis Bertans to a huge contract. That didn't work out. Now, they've had some success <laughs> with other deals, but basically when it comes down to it, if they want to keep a player, um, they end up doing it. You know, They're really good at that. And I think in Kuzma's case, uh, he's very well liked uh, by ownership. I think he's really liked by uh, the players in the locker room. He's a fan favorite. I mean, he's just a marketable guy. He's got a big uh, personality and a Q rating. And, um, and he's a good player. He's the type of player that like, I think you can win with as one of your, you know, top players on your team. You know, he's not necessarily an all-star, although I think he could become an all-star at some point, but the way he plays, he's, he's an unselfish player. Um, you know, he makes the right pass. He plays defense. Um, certainly, you know, efficiency is always going to be something you watch with him, but he is the type of player that you don't, of course, you never want to overpay anyone, but he's the type of player that I think you, you, you'd you want to build around. So I wouldn't bet against the Wizards keeping him if it does come down to that. Yeah, the Wizards are definitely in a tough spot. And I was smiling while you were saying that because it's like, it seems like it's a lot of strings that would have to be pulled just to end up as a six seed. And the only reason why I say that is because at the end of the day, if their ultimate goal is to win a championship, which I'm sure it is, whether you pay Kyle Kuzma, whether you decide not to trade Bradley Bill, whatever the case may be, do we feel like this is a championship team? Do we do we feel this is this is even a top four seed in the East? And so it's like you're gonna have what two uh, decent sized contracts? I'll say at least you know your top two players. But then it's like okay, well, what exactly is next for the franchise? Do we think this is a team that's gonna make the playoffs? Do we think this is a team that's gonna make the finals or what? So I personally, and Amon knows, I definitely think yes. Kyle should get his money. I definitely think that Kyle is deserving of the contract. But from an organization standpoint. What exactly, you know, um, is, is is the real question here? Like, what what exactly 
are the Wizards doing? Like, they're in a very unique situation, right? I mean, we touched on this before, but like some teams are clearly, clearly trying to tank. And some teams are trying to transition, if you will. And some teams are trying to win a championship. But if we had to say, what exactly is it that we think the Wizards are trying to do right now, or at least within the next 12 months, I'll say? Well, that's a good no, you question. Make, go you ahead. make fair go points. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's that is a fair question, Theus. And I feel like if you look at the landscape of the NBA now, I think the whole super teams are dead. So I feel like guys just going after teams trying to win a championship, like, oh, let's get a super team like the Brooklyn Nets or like the Los Angeles Lakers tried to do. I think it's more so gonna be more about fit. And Kyle Kuzman kind of fits this roster with the Washington Wizards. So the question is like, what value can you get Kyle Kuzma in for? force his contract like he's a 6'10 wing that can score in a variety of ways he can defend um he can shoot threes you know that doesn't really grow on trees and also like the biggest difference with Kyle Kuzma right now with the Washington Wizards compared to the Los Angeles Lakers I would say it's just like his glass cleaning ability like him being aggressive on the defensive getting defensive uh, rebounds but most importantly also, also offensive rebounds as well and then he's also one of the best closeout attackers this league has seen um in the NBA right now so He's a valuable player, I think, for the Washington Wizards. It's just kind of like figuring out what value for a contract that you want to get him for. So it's a, like you said, this is a very tough situation. No, and you guys make some good points. Like if you're going to have a Supermax and then a Kristaps Porzingis contract, which is a lot of money, yes. and then you're going to give Kuzma a lot of money, well, the expectations have to match that, right? If you're mm-hmm. going to go into the luxury tax, which they've only done once where you know they actually went through the season on the luxury tax, because of course you can get out from under that at the trade deadline if you want, which is what they did one year. Um, you know, they had a team that went to the second round of the playoffs and then they re-signed Wall and Porter because they thought they could take a step forward after that. So they paid the they, they are willing to pay the luxury tax if they're winning, but you know, are they going to be willing to pay that if they're the eight seed or something? So the, right. it's definitely a, a big question. I, I will say, you know, if they if they make the playoffs this year, there could be a lot of moving parts going into the offseason because um they've got a first round pick that's uh tied up in protections for the next few years. Um, but it starts this year and it conveys to right now the Knicks own it if they make the playoffs because it's lottery protected. So if the wizards make the playoffs, that first round pick will go to them. And then all of a sudden the next few years of first round picks become available for them to trade if they wanted to. So, um, you know, at some point you got to match money if you want to make a big trade. So there's just a lot of moving parts, but I would say that if they're motivated to keep Kyle Kuzma, then they probably will be able to just because you look at their history. Would you go ahead, this? Do we feel that Kyle Kuzma to, could make an all-star game within the next two years? I think so, yeah. I mean, you, you look at his numbers now going back to last December. So it's almost a calendar year, and it's about like 55 to 60 games, so more than half a season. And he's averaging 20 points, uh, nine rebounds. He's shooting uh, pretty strong percentages from the field and from three, averaging about four assists. Um, so you know, if he were, if he's, if he's produced that sample size of 20 and nine with pretty good percentages, I would definitely say he could, but you know, if the wizards, obviously you got to be in the playoff picture to, to oftentimes to even get one all-star and are they going to be good enough to have two all-stars? That would be a question of mine, but I think numbers wise, there's definitely potential for it. Potential. I think that's a strong, like, 
I would give it probably like <laughs> like a 20% chance he probably becomes an all-star. Because I don't even know. I like Kyle Kuzma a lot, but I don't even know if he's the best big on this team. Like, Perzingis is having quietly a low-key, really strong year. He's, what, 19, 45 from the field. Also, shoot what, 37% for the three-point line. Also grabbing seven rebounds. He's kind of like having a really low-key, like, good season. People really aren't talking about him as much. Maybe it's because, like, the Luka situation, what happened, didn't happen with the Dallas Mavericks, or maybe it's because, like, Porzingis' injury history, but I don't know. But he's having a really great season as well. And I think he's probably the best big on their team. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. He, you could argue he's been their best player so far. You can, this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, you know, we're talking about uh, players, of course, that are actually on the Wizards, but there is a name that I want to bring up, a player that is not on the Washington Wizards, but from the area. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. Um, do either of you feel that there's any possibility or likelihood that he will be a member of the Washington Winder- Wizards before he retires? Oh, that's a great question. Um, before he retires, you know, I've heard, I've, I've been asked the question many times before, like, you know, will he play for them this offseason? But before he retires, I've never been asked that before. Um, I definitely think there's a possibility, but he'd have to, He'd have to change his perspective uh, pretty significantly from uh, what was it, 2016, when he chose to join the Warriors and then said, I think it was to Marcus Thompson, the athletic, not long thereafter, saying that he just didn't want to play at home. And I don't think his mindset is, has changed in that sense. I mean, I've heard from people that it hasn't. And here we are, you know, five, six years later. So um, I think he's still got plenty left in his prime. I think he could play until he's 40 if he wants to. Um, he's just so talented, and thankfully he's come back from the Achilles injury just fine. Um, but he'd have, to, he'd have to change his mind. You know, th- there must be a reason why he didn't want to play at home. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe there's just, you know, too, be, too many people would be asking him for tickets or something. But for whatever yeah. reason, he did not want to play at home. So I think he, he'd have to get over that. And, you know, maybe he will with time. Also, a lot of pressure as well. Like you playing yeah. at your home, you grew up somewhere. It's just like they're going to be expecting a championship, and he's trying to do that right now with the Brooklyn Nets. So that's been a challenge so far. But you know, most of these guys do like in their heart of hearts want to play at home at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like Will Barton, for instance, right now he's from Baltimore, and he when he got here said that you know it was, it's always been a, a goal for him to at least play one season in Washington because he's close to home. And I interviewed Grant Hill over the summer and I asked him, did he ever have a chance to play for the wizards? And he said that like late in his career, you know, he was talking to them when MJ was in charge of the front office. And he says that looking back, he he wishes he did play for the wizards at least one year of his career. So I think, I think most guys would, would like to just, you know, have that experience, even if it's for one season, but maybe Durant's different because of what he said previously. Now, Chase, I talked about the wizards kind of missing that playmaking guard. There was a guard at the, the Washington Wizards traded to get Kyle Kuzma and KCP for, and Bradley Bill kind of had his best statistical season. If Russell Westbrook is available next year, well, he will be free agent. Is there any possible chance that like, that's a guy that the Washington Wizards go back and say like, yo, we want you to be a part of this again, this push to continue to make us a consistent playoff team, especially if we know, like we talked about community earlier, Diaz, like Russell Westbrook had a big part of that community as well, the, the lone season he was there. So and we already know that fit works with Bradley Bill as well. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I definitely think there's a chance. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's likely, but mm-hmm. I would just point to the fact that, you know, the Wizards didn't want to trade him. Uh, he yeah. requested a trade to get out of there. And uh, 
Now, I remember Ted Leonsis told ESPN it was actually in a story about Alex Ovechkin. It was about um, re-signing Ovechkin. And when he was saying, yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of shows the difference between the NBA and the NHL that uh, Russell Westbrook wanted to go out L- L- L.A. And, and Ovechkin chose to stay home. Now, he, um, you know, that, that that comment to me just said that, like, OK, yeah, you know, I thought that they wanted to keep Russell Westbrook and that made it pretty clear. Um, mm-hmm. But they loved having Russ here. And, and I think. Russell Westbrook enjoyed playing here. I think it was a unique opportunity for him to go to LA. And, you know, obviously he had, um, he had an idea in his mind that that didn't play out (laughs) as as expected, where he would, you know, maybe win a championship with LeBron and Anthony Davis. It hasn't worked out for them at least so far, but him and Bradley Beal were great together, man. Like Brad had his best season. Um, He was all NBA and uh, Westbrook, uh, once he got healthy, the second half of that year, they really turned it on defensively. Um, so I definitely wouldn't rule that out. Um, I think it would get uh, the approval, at least from the ownership level, based on what Ted told ESPN in that interview. And um, I think I think Westbrook did like it here. I wonder, I also wonder, you know, how many how many teams would be willing to sign him if he was available mm-hmm. because of yeah. the the baggage that he has, even though he, I, I still think he's a he's a really good player. And we're seeing it now that he's on the bench. Yeah. Um, I also do think that at some point he'll go back to OKC, but they're so mm-hmm. guard heavy right now with SGA becoming a star and they've got Josh Giddy and they yeah. drafted Jalen Williams, who I think is going to be really good. So it just might not be the right timing and the right fit. Yeah. But if he came back to the Wizards, I mean, uh, you know, maybe you move Monte Morris to the backup role as a point guard. He he's thrived in that position before. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely think it could work. Um, and that that'd be That'd be a pretty interesting lineup. Westbrook and uh, Porzingis uh, yeah. together with Bradley Beal on the wing. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I like it. We'll we'll, we'll see though. Um, one of the final questions that I have for you, Chase, is uh, it's a Bradley Beal question. What would you do if you were Bradley Beal? What would I do if I was Bradley Beal? Well, I, if you asked me six months ago, I would have done exactly what he did, which is just take the money, take the contract. Uh, you know, yeah. he's 29. Like if, if it doesn't work out here, you know, he hopefully uh, he'll have he'll have plenty you know left in his prime where he can he can win a championship or try to go for a championship, um, whether it's here or elsewhere. But I would I would kind of see where this goes for now. You know, they they I don't, I don't think there's any reason why he would want to request a trade anytime soon or anything like that. I, th- I think the Wizards have found him a pretty good running mate in Chris Tapp's Porzingis. Um, you know, John Wall and Russell Westbrook were were really good players and were really good offensive players because of their passing. But I think Porzingis is both the best scorer that Bradley Beal's ever played with here and also the best rim protector. And I say scorer just because he can give you 20 points at higher efficiency than those guys can. And there's just mm-hmm. ne- never been anyone who can block shots like like he can here. So if Porzingis stays healthy, I think they have a chance to be a pretty good combination. But um, as we've discussed, you do wonder what the ceiling is. So um, if they do take a step forward, um, I'm sure Bradley Beal will be paying very close attention to what they do after that, because, you know, if they make the playoffs this year, that's cool. That's a step forward. But obviously he wants to do more than that. Um, but um, and he'll be going into his age 30 season. So I, I think I would I would see where this goes. Uh, I think Porzingis and him have a chance to be a pretty good combo as long as Porzingis stays healthy. My final question is. Gilbert Arenas, John Wall, Bradley Beal all in their primes, what player are you picking to build around your franchise with? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think I'd probably go 
with John Wall um, because at his peak, uh, he was the best defensive player of the three. And mm. all three, I mean, like Arenas was probably the best score at his peak. Uh, Beal, obviously very good at scoring. They're both better at scoring than John Wall ever was. But John Wall was such a good passer. He makes so many guys around him better. So I think if you're building a team, the style that John Wall plays would just be great to have no matter really, no matter what the pieces are around him. So yeah. I think I'd go with uh, with Wall. But obviously I could make the case for Arenas and Beal. I think Arenas's peak was the highest of them because he was a second team All-NBA guy, one of the best scorers in the league. Um, but yeah, I'll go with Wall of those three. Yeah, I mean, Bradley Bill was an all-star game starter. I, think, I don't think yeah. ever, ever was that. But yeah, I'll probably go with John Wall too. I think John Wall's two-way ability – you know, during John Wall's peak, he was one of the best, probably the best pure point guard in the league. You know, yeah. He's passing, scoring, defending as well. And also I think it's an easier fit to surround players around John Wall's skill set more so than probably a shooting guard or a combo guard like Gilbert Arenas or a shooting guard like Bradley Bill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like I, I the John pick. I mean, obviously there, there's, um, you know, his ability to score and put the ball on the floor and, and facilitate definitely helps. Um, I would go Gilbert Arenas, though. Um, just from a straight-up scoring perspective, obviously, um, to do it at his position and as well as um, the clutch baskets that, that he's had, I'm always going to remember that moment or that game um, he had against the Lakers and Staples Center as one of like the more memorable games I think I've ever kind of heard about. But um, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Obviously, you know, we're talking about three of the greatest Wizards, um, you know, to ever play the game. But, um, yeah, I, I think if I had to choose one, it yeah. would it would probably be – it would probably be eight and zero, but yeah, there's, there's no, yeah, but I say there's, was, there's no, I, I think what it was with Gilbert was he was a little bit ahead of his time. Um, For sure. I think, I think yep. if he played in this era, it would have been a lot different. Obviously everyone knows that um, Gilbert was cold, but now in an era mm -hmm. where it's more appreciated when you see guard score, as opposed to mm -hmm. back then, you know, it wasn't just a wing thing or a big man kind of thing. But so, um, yeah. but I, 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 I would go with Gil though. Uh, but Chase, do you, do you have any uh, final words for our lovely, no pump fix audience. Any any takes, any predictions, or just overall watch more Wizards games. Um, tell people that Kyle Kuzma will be on the team for at least five more years. Whatever, whatever <laughs> uh you like you like to to leave uh, our audience with, man. Um I I'll say uh look up Jordan Goodwin. The national audience probably hasn't heard about him yet, but he's uh yeah. I think he's legit, man. I th I think he's I think he's just starting out what's going to be a, a pretty long and successful NBA career. Uh, and shout out to St. Louis again. Yes, sir. See the hat. You already know. Thanks. There we go. All right, y'all. Chase Hughes. All right, NBC Sports Washington. Appreciate you for pulling up on No Pump Fakes. And just like that, y'all, we gone. Peace. <laughs>